this um, temporary laptop. Temporary laptop. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, to succeed, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hi, I'm Rob Stenzinger. Hey, Robbie. I'm really excited. Tonight, we are going to kind of revisit one of our favorite topics. Okay. And that is, um, well, it's it's a little bit of a cross between skepticism, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, our daily lives, and (laughs) and scientific myths. I mean, there's so many scientific myths out there. And we did this, we did an episode a while ago. There's a lot in my brain, too. Right? Yeah. They're not just in the world around. I know. I, I and it's yeah. I, I hear you. I, I like to find out things that I, that I thought were true, and and uh, it's the it's the classic. Uh, it turns out kind right? of premise how, to a to a thing. How is that not true? You know. I know. So I did a little. Um, you know, I read this article. I did a little reading. Um, you know, and it's one of these just you know twenty five myths debunked or whatever popular science myths debunked, and um, you know, so there it's fun because it's little bite sized chunks. Um, it's a listicle. What's a listicle? And do you have to freeze it? <laughs> nope. It's um, it's the it's a form of of uh, like a. a a published effort, a, a it can be a blog post, it can be uh, like a tweet or a or a what do they call it? the the chain of tweets? They're a um, it's totally escaping me. But when you essentially have a sequence of things, it's a list. I was article. just going to say list. It's a list article, right? Oh, yeah, listicle. A listicle. Mm-hmm. And the, not those, a popsicle. Nope. And it's it's a pretty. It can be. Um, I think it can be misused. I mean, a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of listicles really don't, um, you know, they're not worth the click to get there. But honestly, I, th- I think that that form of article or 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 in, uh, in <clears throat> podcast episode right. or what have you, it it can be worth it. If, I think you just if it's, like if it's thoughtful and well executed. I think you just like Meta took a dig at us. <laughs> um, maybe. We'll see Did, how it goes. Is it a meta dig? I know. I mean, this it's 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 a it's an owning, right? Owning the meta of the circumstance. God, that's deep, man. Yeah, that is. That'd deep. be if I were in a prog metal band. That might be the name of a, <laughs> an album. I would do owning the metal. The owning the meta. Oh, that's a good way to twist, though. Owning the meta of the circumstance. Uh, I think. Anyway. I like it. And you could also throw it in as owning the metal of the circumstance. Hmm. Hmm. Future project. All right. So we're going to talk about, so I read this, I can't even say it right, listicle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I read this listicle and didn't get any on me of um, 25 myth, science myths debunked. Mm-hmm. And there were several of them where I just, I kind of... Um, Palm to head, embarrassed a little bit that I believed. I mean, some of them. They're doing, that, that's, and then others that's that I well was done, like, right? Yeah, and then it's, others that I was like, great. I'd never heard of this before. Who believes this? Ah, wait a minute. So, which what was one that you never heard of before? That's just <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me get to it. Uh-huh. Um, because it was a pretty good one. 
um, I had never heard that sharks don't get cancer. I I heard that a shark never stops swimming. And I feel the sharks, right? So I'm like a oh. shark. I never stop moving, right? I'm, I never stop investing or I never stop reading or never. I'm like a reading shark or I'm like a oh, sure. game shark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But did you ever, did you but ever hear? But the cancer shark thing? No. Did you ever hear sharks don't get cancer? No. They keep I mean, I don't, I don't know any sharks with cancer, but that's just, you know, probably more because I don't know a lot of sharks. Oh, yeah, sure. But sharks, in fact, do get cancer, but not very often. Okay. So there's some truth to the thing we didn't know. Right. Um, Well, just to give people a little bit more information, because now I know everyone's really really curious. Sharks have a compound called an antigen inhibitor that reduces the tumor's ability to form blood vessels. Mm -hmm. So then tumors die more effectively, but um, they can get. They can get cancer. So they can get it, but um, but there is something to the idea. So it's like um, there's an exaggeration as people talk about sharks and cancer. Someone got overexcited and right, you know, yeah, went too far. Um, but some of these other ones. Um, so there's a few on the list that mm. I did not think anyone actually believed. Like <laughs> my favorite one. Oh, sorry. Did you have something more to say about the shark? No, just, well, I mean, being skeptical and and being curious and questioning of the sources. I mean, yes, it's a well, um, it's a well curated listicle uh, article (laughs) list thing that, um, the, the link in the, the, uh, the shark paragraph, um, goes to uh, a website that's titled biology of sharks and rays, which, you know, has an appropriately fun banner. (laughs) <laughs> and the article is putting the bite on cancer, and of course, you know people are putting in their hard hard pun work. That's awesome. Um, you know, making their way when they can. All right. So, um, there was one more that I wanted to mention before we jump into kind of the ones that we did find interesting. That okay. I was like, really, people believe that? Hmm. Um, because this was something that, like, well, I'll just read it. Here is a myth, a scientific myth. Dogs' mouths are cleaner than our mouths. Like, who believed that? Uh, Like, that was something my weird aunt would say when her dog was, like, licking her, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people want to think great things about the the stuff we love, right? Uh, So, I, I don't know. I went back. I've gone back and forth on that. I've been. A, I've. I have. Um, you know. Have had dogs in my family at a few different times, and as I was, as I got, you know, a little older, I, I, I was more resistant to the idea that well, a dog's mouth is clean or whatever. Um, so I, because you watch the dog, I and you watch what the dog does yeah, with their face, yeah. And, automatically can go, Especially, yeah, not yeah. clean. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places where that can go where like, no, explicitly, I'm pretty darn sure that that mouth is not clean. So Never seen a dog use mouthwash. That's true. And I mean, yeah, brush into their teeth. And even though you're doing it, it's like, it's not, <coughs> it's not as robust or frequent or whatever. And um, I don't know anybody that uses minty toothpaste on their dog. So then, yeah, I mean, I, 
I can appreciate the desire for like, this is awesome. It's so affectionate. It's funny. It's surprising where all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a dog. And it's like, oh, it's all snuggle, happy. And all of a sudden, blah, 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 dog lick on your face. And you don't want to think, I need to go disinfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't blame people for that. But um, yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see the reason for the myth and also that, yeah, it makes sense that it is a myth. Right. All right. Well, what was there anything on the list that uh, caught you by surprise, either that you did believe or didn't believe or had never heard uh, of before? Let's see. So the never heard of, yeah, the shark cancer was a thing that I, yeah, that surprised me. A lot of them I heard of and I thought, oh, yeah, I, I would, you know, I knew that was a myth. The, the whole uh, toilet flushes spin differently in one hemisphere of the planet versus another. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. I mean, you just, you know, you casual observation, noticing how the water is literally forced in a certain direction. And then if this same darn, you know, device were installed in a different hemisphere of the earth or, you know, going south to north, north to south, um, it wouldn't suddenly spin in a different direction. I mean, the force of the water was. Right. It has other factors there. The design of this thing. Anyway, so that was, yeah, I know, that was, um, but it, yet the popularity of it, I thought, ah, it makes sense why it's mentioned. Oh, here. yeah. No, that one I agree. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, then we, we had, we had a couple that were like, interesting, the ones that, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I don't remember, remember the criteria for like why we, we just thought they were interesting. Yeah. Just like, ones why, that why you found interesting or that you kind of, um, for me, the couple that I picked that I want to talk about. Um, were ones that I believed, like I really thought were true. So mm. you all can make fun of me for that. And they were, they're not true. I'm in a similar boat. I don't, uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, we can make fun of each other, but the... Um, That'll be good. <laughs> good sustainable practice there. Um, there you go. The, the uh, but I think for me, for both of them, I, I've, I felt iffy on it. Ooh. I just kind of like... Your natural skepticism kicked maybe, in. Maybe... This is true. Maybe it's not. Okay. Okay. So tell me about one of them. So there was, there's the one where, um, like I remember, so my, my, my great grandma's house growing up. Um, there was a myth in there about your great grandma's house? Yeah, totally. It's, uh, this is a weirdly specific article for me personally. <laughs> and uh, so I figure I had to address it. That's one. right. <laughs> then, uh, okay, so the whole idea that... Um, Okay, so in, in my great grandma's house, it was it was not, um, it didn't look like other houses. Like I grew up in the suburbs, and okay. uh, then even in her neighborhood, all, all the houses looked very different and what have you. But then some had kind of a sameness to them. But hers stood out as like, you know, the doorways were pretty darn short. It wasn't quite Hobbit house, but it was not a normal size house in a bunch of ways. Everything was custom. Everything, oh. like the two doorways weren't the same size at all. Oh, interesting. Right? Uh, stairs were, everything about it were, was, was odd um, because it was handcrafted uh, by my great-grandfather. Okay. And, um, and I didn't, you know, fully understand all the different things that my great grandfather put into it. But like one of the things was like how bumpy the windows were. It was oh. very noticeable. Yeah. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in, in noticing that is when I was told that, well, you know, glass is never fully solid. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, that glass is is still liquid. Yeah, and, and it's um, possibly, as this article puts it, uh, uh, it's a high viscosity liquid, which means it's uh, it doesn't flow much, uh-huh. but it is somehow being affected by gravity and you know other forces. I suppose. I mean, just literally, and your grand- something physical lean- leaning against it could influence glass over a long enough time. So in your cases, the glass was bumpy because it had like shifted because it was not solid. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. And I, it seemed, seemed pretty is that plausible. Not, is that not true? But like it was one of those things where I, where, where, I mean, looking at glass that was fairly old and, and it's then some of it wasn't that bumpy and, and, or, or I don't know, it, it didn't sit well with me, but I kind of believed it. So we should have had a saying, if this were true, instead of like watching grass grow or watching paint dry, you know, watching... Watching the glass flow. Watching the glass flow. Which rhymes with grass grow. So got to file that away for my metal, um, you know, prog band project. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the, anyway, the, the, this is a good one. The, the, the glass is a high viscosity liquid. Turns out that it's not. Um, it's, it's classified as a solid. And likely reasons for something having that bumpiness or the sagging is just uh, different manufacturing techniques over time. Very so, interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you have some glass blower or, you know, um, what do you, what, what else, uh, how, like fuser or? Sure. Glass fusing, glass right? blowing, glass. And you're putting in a special order for this size and that size. I mean, whatever they're using to produce it by hand, I mean, that's not going to have the same regular look to it. So you could look at an old building and think, oh, wow, this glass has changed. And what? No, it's no, no it, it was no, that it way the day it was installed. Exactly. Interesting. So glass is not a high viscosity liquid. Mm-hmm. Do you know what else isn't true? What's that? I cannot drop a penny off the Empire State Building. And kill someone. Ooh, that's super, uh, that's a relief? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wasn't planning to do this. This was not like part of my master plan. You weren't sitting with a shaking hand in your pocket with on that penny going like, what do I do? What do I do? What do Throw I it do? over the edge. Yeah. I love the article, the listicle does, you taught me a new word. It's a thing now. <laughs> you can't stop saying I listicle. Can't. Um, um, this is what happens when you in- increase my vocabulary. I always have to use it. Otherwise, use it or lose it. Oh, that one. That that one's pretty okay to to use. Forget. Oh, forget. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. The the article does point out that it's still a pretty jerky thing to do, um, but that depending on wind. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, you wouldn't walk up to a stranger and then flick them in the ear or something. Really, just really physically not cool. So in reality, the penny will reach terminal velocity, maybe 30 miles an hour. You know, it could mm-hmm. go higher than that. Um, and it's going to depend on the wind outside and the penny falling. So, yeah, I mean, it might, it, might, it might hurt somebody a little bit, you know, like throwing a penny at them. But it's not going to, like, burrow into their, you know, through their skull. Well, that's good. It is and- good. It is good news. Um, but you know, I, I don't know where that myth came from. It's I like think one less danger lurking in the world. Yeah. I've, I'm comfortable now walking around tall buildings, I guess. Not that I ever was really 
ever all that concerned about falling change. Falling change. <laughs> yep. Finally, the wrong day, the wrong building, and some jerk with a penny, you know, and think, here you are at the same place in time. Right? So what do you think you would have a better chance of? Winning the Mega Millions hmm. or the Powerball or getting smacked in the head with a coin tossed off a tall building? Probably the the coin. <laughs> Interesting so. to think about. I haven't run the probabilities, so I can't I can't answer that. All right, that's my penny one. I'm sorry I believed it. Sorry, everyone, if that just lowers your um, opinion of me, but I believed it. What's Not interesting true. is I bet anyone listening to this is like waiting for their 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 like doubted but curious thing right? that they're like, I think this is true, but uh, right? you know, is it gonna come up while well, they mention it? And <laughs> all right, well you do another one, you do another one. All right. Um, okay, uh, my mine is about earthworms. Oh, this one made me sad. Okay, <laughs> I I always doubted this, but I thought maybe because they're kind of this odd alien thing. I mean, they're really a different physiology than uh, than mammals. I mean, they're such an a, an odd little creature. Yeah, <clears throat> that. I was like, maybe if you cut one in half, it would grow into two. But then I, I do remember somewhere in, uh, I think it was earth science or, or biology, seventh grade or whatever, that it's like, I mean, there is a brain only on one side. I didn't know that. This article talked about it, and I was so surprised that earthworms have a top and a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> they so. do. They have a head and a tail is probably a better way to say it. Yeah, I mean they're they're I not reaching for a hat and you know they might strolling to the theater. So, fair enough. Yeah, they. Um, uh, I thought maybe I really did. I was like maybe the same as the glass flowing glass. Like I was like, eh, that doesn't sound right, but maybe. And um, and especially the like the when when you hear this stuff from from enough sources, it yeah. has it, it has a truthiness to it. Because well, so many this people one is, say it. This one is based on a little bit of truth, right? True, true. Because there's a, what, what kind of worm? It's, it's the, like. A flatworm? Not the plant, planetarium, but a planarian worm, flatworm, uh, can regenerate its whole body from, from severed parts. So there's a different kind of worm you can cut in half and it will become two or more worms. Sure. And it has the word worm in common, but it's a pretty different worm. You know, I got to tell you. I didn't know that there were multiple species of worm. Oh, no, wait a minute. Take that back. I did too. Cause there's, you know, worms and then there's night crawlers. Okay. There was two. There were two. Before. Now there's at least now three. There's three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there's so much to learn in the world, everybody. Yeah. It's tough to keep up with, but like, it's... you know what? I could start a whole nother career of just studying worms. Sure. Cause I wonder, like, I think the compost, the worms you get for compost, those are earthworms, right? I to, like, don't eat... know. I, I was the, um, I was kind of riding shotgun on the, on the whole worm compost thing. situation. Um, yeah, but... I don't have any compost worms. Because you got to keep them in the house because where we live, it gets cold. Oh, sure. Yeah. They, you keep them, keep them warm in the winter and then say... No, you keep them in the house all the time. It. What? How yeah. do they ever eat the compost? You 
put it in your house. You oh, you put do your the trash. whole compost business in the house. You put your trash in with the worms, your compost trash. Yeah. And then the worms eat it and then they poop out some nice soil. Huh. Can I say poop on our podcast? Yeah. I mean, okay, good. I mean, yeah, that's, that's all ages. Good deal. Yeah, it is. I have children. It's our favorite <laughs> word. Um, yeah, I was, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about pooping the other day, which I didn't expect, but I, but I was walking, you know, sort of downtown where I, downtown Minneapolis where I work. And it was odd because it was so funny. I was trying not to like, you, you're walking, <laughs> you're in, walking a public and place, laughing. walking in a public place. And there's like a little, like a little, um, you know, earphone thing in my ear and do to do. And I like to have like the little, like the little mild smirk smile as I, as I walk along just right, to be yeah, like, be okay. positive in the world. Yeah. This is, this is something I might do if I were, you know, doing yoga or something. And, um, and I was squinting and trying and, and going and, and things where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta pause this because it suddenly was, you know, clearly poop is funny. It's super funny. And I couldn't, I couldn't. And these worms uh, would like poop soil for us. Panic. Yeah. So yeah, worm poop. Make a worm poop some? listicle podcast. Should we get some? Uh, sure. If that would help your new project. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a project for that. Okay. Don't cut them in half though. Yeah. The, the, the earthworms, that's. I'm know, that's so disappointed. But, you know, if you cut the, you know, if you cut off the part that poops, then they'll grow that back. No, they won't. It's yeah, they will. So if you if you cut if you uh, let's see, uh, earthworms have distinct head and tail, and the head portion can regenerate a new a new tail. The head portion can regenerate, but the tail portion can't regenerate a new head. Wow. So in, you know, even there, it's like it's fair to have some misunderstanding, right? This is craziness. Yeah. Man. Yep, yep, yep. I, I have a whole new level of respect for earthworms. They're, yep, they're working hard, making the compost. The but natural way. So what? Their head can regenerate a tail, but their tail can't regenerate a head. To me, that means that there's some extra intelligence in the head. I mean, can you regenerate anything? Mm, if I cut something really. off of a you? A few cells here and there. Nope. Nope, nope. Got you know caught, what I mean? You know, well, sure. Great. I guess some skin cells you can regenerate skin yeah. cells. Grow my hair pretty well, but yeah. You know. Okay. All right. You got some skills. But uh, but yeah. Don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're Keep, as, you're as impressive as an earthworm. I I actually I would <laughs> I would get an F as an earthworm if I in earthworm school school I would not get good grades but um but yeah please don't put earthworm level expectations on me. <laughs> Abilities. <laughs> I still want to use that line. That's a good one. Okay. All right. So I have another animal one. Oh, nice. That's that I it. like. Um, because I believe this too. I believe this wholeheartedly and I blame Ani DeFranco. So. <laughs> what? You blame a musician for it? I do. A- I do. So here's the myth. Mm. Goldfish have a three to seven second memory. And they're like, yeah, no, uh-uh. So I wait, just, wait. Well, how did this artist teach you this incorrect? Because the, um, there's a line where she's singing about a goldfish, and she said, "And the 
oh, I'm going to get the line wrong now. You put me on the spot. The, the tiny plastic castle is a surprise every time. Wow, that's that is beautiful and sad, right? And she's yeah. talking about like kind of you know life as a goldfish, right? And, you, and that little plastic castle in your bowl is it's a surprise every time. Um, but the goldfish. But now this is what is amazing to me in this article is the goldfish. They say is not as dumb and forgetful as you might have heard. And listen to this. Goldfish can learn basic survival skills and remember them for three months. Okay? Now get this. Hmm. Not sure how I feel about this. They can even tell time. In lab tests, they could be conditioned to push a lever for food at roughly the same time every day. Hmm. That three-month three memory is much longer than seven seconds. Okay. So they put these poor little goldfish in a lab... Yeah. It made them learn to, t- first of all, how did they teach them to push a button? Uh, I mean, right. so you're, I mean, it's causality, right? So you're trying to. I know, to, right? right? All the lab tests with the, you know, Pavlov and I mean, yeah. there's all these, the mice, they do it with the mice all the time, make them push a lever to get food and sure. they do and different stimuli and learn about their brains. a lot of our understanding of, of uh, our, our negative uh, framing of the idea of stress comes from due to the, you know, testing on mice. Yeah, but so they, they taught these goldfish and they could remember for three months how to get the food. If one were so inclined as to not be having a lot of empathy for a goldfish, do you think you could automate some stuff with goldfish skill? No, no, I do not. I do not think that is possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one try that. So, <laughs> okay, fine. Do you know what I do think? <clears throat> they get food. I think it makes the book Dogfish all that more realistic. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a really that's a pr- really cool book. It's kids one of my book. favorite books. Yeah. Dogfish is one of my favorite kids book and it's it's a that's a good joke um in the family now because anytime the kids want me to come to their school or daycare to read, I always bring Dogfish. <laughs> <laughs> And they just always roll their eyes. But in the book Dogfish, for those that haven't read it yet, but you'll want to, um, the main hero of the story teaches their goldfish to fetch a tiny stick. (laughs) Among other things, but I'm going to leave the rest of it to be a surprise. Mm. All right. Nice. And that, that would work for at least three months. It would work for at least three months, but, but if you, you gotta kept believe, training, like if you sustained it, so that's yeah, the problem. If, you, if like, so it would last for three months if you didn't sustain it, right? Um, but then if you sustained it, I mean, like, yeah, they I don't mean, tell me what happened to the goldfish, and I haven't clicked, you know, and read the research study. I mean, what that habit these if you dropped? If you you could drop a habit in ninety in in ninety days later, be a little bit, you know, kind of stuck and having a harder time picking that up, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I have a lot more goldfish empathy all of a sudden. I know, right? Anyway, these were some of our favorite myths. We'll link to the article, obviously, in the show notes so you can check out some of the other ones and see if there was anything on the list that caught you by surprise or you have spent your uh, grown-up life uh, believing when it's not actually true. Mm, mm, mm. Thanks, listicle.
Thanks, listicle. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. I always like um, little lists like that. All right. Do you have some picks? I think we have some picks tonight. All right. As is the thing we do on this on this show, the art and science punks, we we like to pick and celebrate stuff related to art and science, and just to to be like, hey, yes. this was interesting or this was useful. Uh, let's let's share it. It's a really tiny listicle. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, so I have. We might art need. We might need um, listicle theme music. Yeah, we could. I suppose. Yeah. It's time for listicle. It's time for listicle, and then who's we, got a list? Mm-mm. Who's got an article? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got right now. All right. Well, we'll come up with something, and then that could be like a new little section. All right. Instead of just it's time for books. <laughs> sure. You know, you're just walking down the hall. You're like, okay, yeah, podcast, podcast, and picks. What? Wait, wait. There was a topic. You, you're throwing me off. Yeah. Yes, we are. Someday we will refine it. Taking a left turn. So, yeah, I, I have art this week. You have science. I do have science. Yeah. So. Should I do it? Okay. I'm kind of excited for my science pick. What is it? So back in episode 37, do you remember episode 37? Just nope. say you do. Sure. Um, do. We talked about, um, you know, we talk about a lot of NASA stuff. We like to kind of go in there and, and see what NASA's doing. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Juno project, right? Okay. Right? Yeah, so yeah. Juno's got the going around Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple months ago, they posted back, and we just haven't checked in. So I thought one of the things I was interested in doing is kind of checking back in on the Juno spacecraft and, and what work it's doing and is there anything new kind of coming out of there because there's always cool images. Well, yeah, there is something really cool in that the Juno spacecraft that is um, orbiting around Jupiter um, has got a lot of really great equipment on board and they're looking at a lot of things and they're starting to study and understand the lightning that happens on Jupiter better. Mm. So there was... Um, Two previous spacecrafts that flew past Jupiter, um, Voyager 1, which happened in, in March of 79, flew past and saw some of, or, you know, captured some of Jupiter's lightning. Mm-hmm. And so there's been a lot of theories kind of off and on um, since then. And I don't remember the other one that went through and, again, had captured some of Jupiter's lightning, but they couldn't get it to measure the same way that we measure lightning on Earth. And so now that Juno is there and is circling, it's collecting more and more data on the lightning that's happening at Jupiter. And what's interesting is they find that it's um, similar to lightning that we have on Earth, but also different, right, as most okay. as most things would be. So some of the similarities are in kind of the oh, um, the megahertz and gigahertz in which they measure the lightning discharges are very similar. Um, but what's different is that in, on Earth, we see, and I didn't know this, so here was some science that I learned, um, we see um, most of our lightning around the equator of mm. our planet. <laughs> I was going to say country. <laughs> sure. The equator of our planet, and not so much at the poles, because it has to do with the heat. Oh. And what's interesting is in on Jupiter, they see most of the lightning at the North Pole. Oh. Now, Jupiter's further away from the sun, so it doesn't get as much heat 
Um, so more of Jupiter's heat comes from the planet itself, but they're still trying to sort out, um, you know, what the atmosphere is like, um, why this would be happening, because there still would be more sun getting to the equator in Jupiter than the, the poles, but again, because the atmosphere is so different, they think there's more heat at the poles, but what they haven't sorted out yet is why the lightning is mostly at the North Pole. Like, what the heck? What South Pole, what are you doing? Why hmm. is there not as much lightning? Yeah. So anyway, it's super interesting. We'll link to the article, and um, there's a, a research paper out on it as well. So anyway, checking in on the the, the Juno space mission. Yeah, <clears throat> that's awesome. I actually I need to catch up with those links, too. So I'm, I'm excited for your pick. Thanks. I have an art pick to share. And what do you have for us? Well, it's um, <clears throat> there's this. Uh, let's say you have some art and you would like to print it. Okay, sure. And you're, you know, a lot of printers. I mean, they they they're in somewhere in the range of 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 um, whether whether you're in different regions, they're uh, they're they're roughly somewhere around like you would you could hear the size A four for which oh, is roughly yes. a letter size. I wondered where you were going with Europe, regions. Or, or um, um, you'd hear just quote letter in, letter in size, the Letter size, legal right? size, A4. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can get up to legal, you can get up to ledger, and that's getting bigger, right? And uh-huh. then, then that's it for, I think, commonly available, affordable printers. So then um, I've been thinking about printing some things a little bit bigger, uh, doing a little bit of, uh, which I haven't actually gone through with this but i've what i have to share is a tool that can help me with printing a little bit bigger with the printer that i currently have nice and um so you, you have, just fold up a piece of paper uh you just stand closer <laughs> that's the that's the magic <laughs> or you do like the the like those photography tricks like they did in the lord of the rings right where you prop up a oh sure you put you something a, short in yeah, front of it take a photograph yeah exactly um, no, you can essentially, um, split a large image uh, or you can essentially scale up a, an image and then split it into multiple pages and then assemble those pages. Oh, you know what? In sewing, we do that all the time with patterns. Yeah. Right. So if I buy a pattern online, mm-hmm. I'll get a PDF and I'll have to print it out. And that's already had this done to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there's a there's a couple tools. So the one that I ended up uh, going with um, <clears throat> is a, is a tool that that runs on Mac OS and it's called Split Print. And I've just done a little bit of exploration with it, where cool. um, you can take a, a drawing of whatever size and then essentially span it over multiple pages, even though it's sort of maybe it wasn't designed or built to be um, more than one page, but you can scale it up. Okay, so and I'm, now you have something that is like a poster or or even like the size of a whole wall or the side of your house or whatever. I mean, you can go as big as you want. Seriously? Yeah. That's crazy. And I haven't tried going does that it, extreme with does this. Does it pixelate out? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it, it does. Um, if you would go too big? I'm thinking oh the side of the gosh, house. Oh, my gosh. This is embarrassing. I'm forgetting the technique. So what happens is, uh, so if you think about newspapers and tradi- traditional print newspapers, yeah. and they will turn things into dots, right? Yeah. And then you, when you turn things into contrasting regions of high and low population of dots, you can 
yep. get the impression of this image when you stand back because you sort of blend yeah. it together when you when you take a look at it. And it's like that technique, but just a lot bigger. That's really cool. So I have a question because I can see your image up on screen. Like uh-huh. that you took an image and, and now it's like in four images. And to me, that little image on your screen looks like four canvases. canvases. Yeah. So you could, so is the intent that you would then take and print out these four pages mm-hmm. and those would each be your individual artwork or is the intent to print them out and then tape them together, so to speak? Yeah, you would assemble them in some way. And that could be, um, it has a different aesthetic. Like you could leave them separate on purpose yeah, and then hang them cool. up separate or you could knit them together and um then you know, that's a different effect. And so there is something that's cross-platform that I thought I'd mention as well. Oh, yeah. That seems to have a ton of features, even more than split print. And um, it's called the Rasturbator. Why do you like, like you're going to laugh? <laughs> so <laughs> that's, it's, an, um, that's an interesting name. Yeah. Poop's funny. Poop and things funny. that rhyme with other things are funny, too. They are. And this was, you know, a project for some folks in in, uh, in college that they they needed to print some large things that you know I think became open source or I don't know how the I don't know the whole lineage of this but it, okay. like it you know that was a defunct project and then it it grew into the Rasturbator and now it's it's a it's a pretty robust like web tool to upload an image and, and create a and giant poster configure a few preferences and make yeah exactly. A poster as big as you feel like. Yeah, making. like I'm seeing garage doors, uh, you know, lots of giant things. That's cool. Walls. Yeah. yeah so there you go. That's uh, it's it's a it's a neat idea. It's and, a really cool idea. Um, and I'm I'm thinking I would like to use this, and we'll you know report back at some point that um, it's like I want to experiment with different art in different parts of our house and. This would be a neat way to like prototype. Maybe make the final thing, right? But we'll we'll see. I like it. All right. This will be fun. Yeah, let's do a project with it and um, see what happens. Uh, did you know that I that there was another th- art related thing that I thought I thought <gasps> worth thought it'd be worth mentioning? Really, more than two for your singular pick. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. This is a mention. Oh, a mention. I forgot about mentions. Yeah, so... What's your mention this evening? The Galaxy of Super Adventure uh, resumed. The, a podcast. Oh. It's a, it's Yeah, it's a delightful, awesome project of, um, of a bunch of fun artists. Uh, uh, Zach Gilango, Ben Hatke, Jersey Drozd, and Lucy Bellwood, where that's the whole premise of it is a bit of like art reality and character story fantasy. Yeah. And in the story, very funny. Uh, ben Hatke has has been in tax jail. <gasps> yeah, he was in yeah. Tax I mean, he's put jail? in there by a tax crow, and I, you know, it was a cliffhanger, and they, and so they they've continued it, and it's a lot of fun. It's such a great show. I recommend starting at the beginning. That's fantastic. Yeah, Galaxy of Super Adventure has resumed, and again, the premise is uh, you have uh, folks who work in visual comic art who happen to be more or less co-working, but it happens to be on a spaceship. So they run into, run into characters that live in space. That is super fun, and so that has restarted. We will post a link to that in the show notes as well so folks can check it out. Right on. 
Fantastic. Glad it's back. That's great news. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. Thank you for listening and for being part of our art and science punks community. Robbie, where can the people find us online? A lot of places. And specifically, we are art and science punks on Instagram, a social network. And then another social network we're on is called Twitter. Uh, But the thing is, their names are shorter, so we are just art science punks. Fantastic. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm. We are also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can reach me at Art and Science Punks on Instagram. Oh, and uh, I happen to be on Instagram as Rob Stenzinger. Fantastic. Keep building, making, and sharing. I suppose the tail half is going to die, but the other half is going to live. Yeah, the brain is going to so be So you're alive. not going to get two worms, but you'll still have one worm. <clears throat> yeah, you have two parts that some people could be like, oh, both parts are moving, and then... Well, yeah, but eventually... Know. Yeah, <clears throat> but then only the part with the brain keeps on keeping on. I'm so sad for the worms. Yeah. Yeah. So what if... A brain half of a worm were encouraging a goldfish to... F- to use the respirator. <laughs> <laughs>